This is Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical or theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Today is a continued conversation on prayer from last week. So you don't have to go back and listen to last week, but you could. It's going to build on it. So we'll see if we can rapid fire this a little bit more, Dad. Does the more Christian, the holier a person is, the more devout a person is, does that affect whether or not their prayers are answered? No. I remember a quote from C.S. Lewis that I'm going to butcher, but it was essentially, why does God answer children's prayers and not mm. mine? And I remember you were probably four, and you wanted a cat. <laughs> and you prayed every night for a cat. And you know that your father despises cats. I was going to say, if you're new to the program, you've got from, a cat hater. Don't from, hate him. We devil. all have our... Yeah, yeah. but you know... Bats, rats, cats, wow. they all go together. Okay. You're praying for a cat. And one day, a black kitty yeah. that's probably, I mean, it's that big, yeah. shows up at our front door. The Lord provides named, touched by an angel. You named it angel. angel. Sure a did. A black cat named angel. Sure did. Not Satan. <laughs> angel. Now, angel was, let's just say it made a mess of things. It scratched you. You have a scar to this day. Oh, right? that that was sassy. Another yeah. cat, by the way. Oh, yeah, cat, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But there's a long story about this cat. And so your mother says to me, you can't get rid of that cat. Your daughter's been praying for that cat every night for weeks, whatever it was. Yeah. And I'm like, Lord, why are you testing me on this? <laughs> you know I hate cats. Long story short, that cat ran away. You blamed me for it. Sure. But I was out in the rain cussing you, your mother, <laughs> and God looking for that stupid cat. I'm pretty sure somebody thought, oh, there's a little kitten, and they took it away. Mm. God answered my pretty room. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Silly story. Um, but in God's kindness toward a child. Yeah, that's sweet. Or kindness to an immature Christian who doesn't know why they're praying. Who are we to say that's not an answer to prayer? Right. Or you think about a person who hasn't come to saving faith 100%. yet, and they cry out, and the Lord delivers. Yeah. And like, that is how the Lord draws them to him. Like, I think many in the evangelical fundamental camp are as leery of God answered this prayer and healed this person or God provided a job as those who are more charismatic and experiential would say, why wouldn't you, you know, right. I mean, that's silly, right. of course. Right. So it's almost like the spirit and truth argument the truth of Scripture tells me one thing, but God's Spirit is working in ways that we can't measure yeah. or quantify. Yeah. So I want to be open to the Scripture, but I also, you know, I'm always going to guard against experience. So right. all I would say is it does seem like God experientially delights <laughs> and answers little kids' prayers. We yeah. hear these stories a lot. Yeah. That's anecdotal, and it has no theological weight. We're glad mm -hmm. it teaches the child something. But you know, it also teaches the child that, they pray and God doesn't, quote, give them what they want. Right, right. Delayed gratification is a hard thing to learn. Right. Nobody likes patience or delayed gratification. So I don't want to put God in a box in those constraints. We are enjoined to pray. We have all kinds of, the whole Psalter is a book of prayers. Yeah. Don't minimize the importance of it. Don't overwork it. Don't overthink it. But don't be simple in the way you approach it. You're speaking to the God of the universe. Yeah. Just remember that. You yeah. wouldn't say, hey, let's grab a cup of coffee. You know, yeah. you're talking to the most intelligent, most powerful, most wise being ever. Yeah. What are you gonna 
ask him or petition him. So. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one. This is not rapid fire. Why do some receive healing and others don't? God's sovereign. I don't think the efficacious nature of how well we pray yeah. results in an outcome. Or how strong our faith right. is. Right. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Because yeah. the mustard seed illustration is so unfortunate because people say, if you have that much faith, you can move a mountain. I go, let's go move a mountain then. Yeah. What that passage is saying is compared to this thing God can do, faith is minuscule. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're trusting not in faith. You're trusting in Christ. Christ. The man in Mark 9 is the most powerful story in this regard because the disciples can't cast out the demon. Jesus comes down from the transfiguration, this literal transfiguration, Peter, James, and John. Jesus comes down, and the man explains to Jesus, it throws him into the fire, etc. If you can do anything, mm-hmm. and he's really speaking to the disciples as well as the man. If you can, mm-hmm. it's you know, do you understand who I am? Yeah. And the man's response is just perfect. Lord, I believe. Help me in mine unbelief. And he cast out the boy's demon, and then the story becomes. You unbelieving generation, how long must I be with you? He's upbraiding the disciples and the onlookers. And the audience. And it's a multi-layer upbraiding. Don't you understand why I'm here? Yeah. I didn't come here just to heal people and cast out demons. I came here to solve the sin condition. Yeah. You just want me to line up and feed your bellies and cure your ailments. Yeah. I can do that, but that's not the real reason. That's to demonstrate who I am. And so they're all scratching their heads going, why couldn't we do it? Yeah. Yeah. They missed his comment. And so he says, this kind only comes out with prayer and fasting. So now we run to quantify. A right. lot of prayer, a lot Rath of fasting. fasting yeah. get the demon. That's not what he's talking <laughs> yeah. about. You have to learn what prayer is. Mm-hmm. Prayer isn't objectively getting an outcome. Prayer is a relationship with the God of the universe. Yeah. Prayer and fasting draws you closer it's to fellowship. me. It's fellowship. You yeah. know my will. You submit yourself to my yeah. will. It's not getting what you want. Right. And I think the Western consumer mind is yeah. so hardwired. If then, if I do this, God will yeah. bless me. Yeah. Well, you just talking about, you know, the audience wanted Jesus just to heal everybody and they aren't thinking about the greater implication of our sin condition, what Christ is really here for. That really convicted me, just thinking like, that's us today. We just want God to give us a good life here on earth. I want to be comfortable. I want my kids to be healthy. I want them to thrive. I want my marriage to be great. I want to have the career I want. Like, I just... I mean, my. And, you know, the Lord's like, I'm going to use you. And I'm going to do things in and through your life. But how you want to define what a good life is, is not how I'm defining your good life. Pain's the only teacher. I hate it. It's been true in Cindy's and my marriage. It's been true in everyone. I mean, think of the people that we know and love so much, Mm -hmm. the pain and trauma they have been through to Mm -hmm. make them who they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This easy, you know, if then life is a lie. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like you pray for pain, but you pray for I want to be faithful. You've heard me say this before. Don't merely pray for a miracle. Yeah. Pray for an immovable faith. Yeah. Because if you get a miracle, you're going to need another one later yeah. on. Yeah. All right. Well, we're under our time, but we're going to wrap it because we've just got more to go on prayer for next week. So if you've got a question for Dr. E, call us, text us, email us. Ask Dr. E is produced by me, Hannah Seymour, mixed and mastered by Sonamorphic, and music composed by Jason Germain. 